Hi, dearest lovelies. Welcome back to the Dear Lovely Universe podcast. Today, I am here with my dad, Dr. Koi Vu, and we're going to be talking about primarily spirituality. And so my dad grew up primarily in California, but he's from Vietnam. He's been a medical doctor for over 20 years. He started his journey onto spirituality when he was about 30 years old and has accumulated a lot of knowledge since. I love my dad and I'm so excited to have him here. So let's welcome him to our show. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. And uh, I hope I could like be able to give uh, some good information to help everyone here. Awesome. So like always, let's jump right into it. So dad, how do you define success? And how does this tie into your definition of the purpose of life? Well, um, success is depend how you live your life. Um, if you live in this Western materialistic world, success means you have a lot of objects. You know, uh, yeah. You know, you have you know a nice job, a lot of money. You buy a lot of things. Maybe have that perfect partner, great experiences, basically a lot of objects and things. And in this society, the more you have things or objects, the more self-sustained thing you are. But you know, but this is kind of like short-sighted or kind of limited because no object can fulfill you. So my definition of success is more spiritually based. It means realize that your soul or awareness in this human form on this planet Earth, this Earth school for spiritual evolution. And the purpose yeah. of life is to find what your gift of what your skill is and develop it, master it, and use it to help yourself and the planet. Yeah. Um, and, and you might find out, you know, what am I good at? Well, you know, you might find it right away. You might find it later. But when you find it, it's pretty easy. You know that when you do it, you're happy. Time passes by quickly. And it's not even a job, for say. It's more like a hobby something, uh, that makes you fun. And once you find something like that, that you know that that's your gift that you should develop. So like when you know that something, how to know when something is so, is your gift is when it's a, more of a feeling than anything else because it feels right inside. Right. It's yeah. like when, what are you doing? You feel a sense of happiness and joy, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like you're flowing with the universe. You know, things are easy. It's flowing. Then you're not on your right path. You're not struggling to get something or an object and complete yourself. Kind of thing. I think it's also a good point to bring up that this comes from within. The happiness comes from within. Finding your, your, well, your purpose was already yours before you necessarily found it. It just was something you brought out in yourself. Right. Yeah, generally happiness is an inner thing. It's basically once you connect it to your deeper self, your soul, God or spirit, then by definition, God or universe is happiness and love uh, built within. And so you experience that. Yeah. Uh, most people, you know, were taught uh, from birth. You know, it's like, you know, Work as hard as you can, make as much as you can, accumulate as you can, have the best experience, the best partner, then you'll be complete and make it. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, if you go that path, eventually you find it won't complete you. And hopefully that could be a blessing in disguise. Because once you realize there's nothing else that could help you, you might start to look at inner, which is always there, and that's when you start your path. Definitely. So talking about starting our path, what are the three ways to become spiritual? Well, for humanity, uh, once again, the personalized gets spiritual, uh, believe it or not. You know, we're here for spiritual evolution. 
And so th- there's three main ways that uh, people get spiritual for humanity. One, the default way, which is about 75, 80% of population is hardship and suffering. Uh, so that divorce, that bankruptcy, that cancer make you spiritual. It did the job. That's what yeah. it's supposed to do. If you're spiritual, great. It just deepens your spirituality. So unfortunately for most humans, that's a path that we follow. Um, the second way, easier way, is spiritual practice and meditations. Uh, so you meditate every day, you pray every day, you know, you do spiritual work, maybe, you know, read books, yeah. get to groups, be in nature, be with animals, something like that. And that's an easy way to evolve. Uh, there's also a shortcut way. Um, it's temporary, it's a jumpstart, but it's not, it's not it. It's not like uh, sustainable, but it's psychedelics. So humans, you know, there's nature psychedelic, like ahashwa, peyote, mushrooms. Uh, man-made psychedelic, LSD, ketamine, other things. And um, that's how humans start getting spiritual because, you know, yeah. human for 100,000 years has seen these plants and they get spiritual experience. And because of that, it kind of shaped, let them know that there's a different existence in a reality beyond this physical level. And so uh, if you happen to do psychedelic, you got to do it in the right setting, in the right context, not for party, don't be helpful. Uh, yeah. That's how it works. So I would recommend, you know, instead of waiting for suffering, hardship to happen to you, is just, you know, start meditating uh, and uh, pray every day. And then, you know, the universe will lead you to uh, whatever path you need to do. Definitely. When you mentioned praying every day, how do you believe that praying can influence someone's life and meditation? Well, the way it works is uh, praying is you talking to God, the universe, or the high forces. Intuition it's God, a universe talking to you. That's how it works. So you always have a connection to God anytime you want. And, you know, you could pray out loud, pray in silence, you know, wherever you choose. But the ultimately, the most powerful prayer is gratitude prayer. Thank you, God, for everything. So you go through a bunch of yeah. thank yous. Uh, I personally thank, you know, everything that happened to me yesterday in order. I thank all my, my whole body, all my organs, everything. I thank, I thank for all the positive that happened to me. And also, what you call a negative happening to you. But, you know, yeah. uh, you try to get thanks to everything that the universe bless you with. Mm-hmm. You mentioned before that it alters your brain waves. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the humans basically have four different brain waves. Uh, the waking state is the beta state, which is a, a, a brain wave where most people are in. It's associated with like thinking, calculating, figure things out, but stress for brain wave. Uh, once your mind's a little calmer, like when you close your eyes, you relax, that's alpha state. Uh, if you go deeper, called theta state, that's more like a dreamer state. You have to wake, have sleep. And then delta uh, state is deep sleep. So the goal is basically if you can uh, try to get into the, at least the alpha theta state because that's a state more conducive to uh, high consciousness, more wisdom, more insight, more creativity, and more uh, ability to... Uh, understand your life and uh, get information in the universe. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, you know, um, your brains could be like, you know, like a radio receiver. If you're in a beta state, thinking state, that's the wrong channel for high consciousness. If yeah. you're like an alpha theta state, then you're more likely, more in tune to get higher understand consciousness. Yeah. So, so that's why, you know, you hear a lot of uh, spiritual teacher, they meditate all the time. For example, the Dalai Lama, supposedly, you know, he wakes up at four in the morning, we meditate three, four hours every day for all these years. You know, Jesus Christ goes up in the morning and meditate too. Uh, supposedly, the best time to meditate if you do so is uh, 
sunrise or sunset. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you could do once a day, 20, 30 minutes, uh, preferably twice a day. And, you know, science has proven that if you meditate, uh, it'll help you physically, mentally. Uh, they're not really concerned about spiritual stuff, but it's very proven that meditation helps health, uh, bring health, emotional health, but, you know, definitely it also helps with spiritual health. Definitely. Great information. So for someone who is just starting out, what are your best tips or guidance on how to actually meditate and incorporate this into our lives? Okay. Well, meditation is different for everybody. Uh, you know, uh, it's like meditation is like training your mind. You know how you exercise and you train your body? Yeah. So there's aerobic, crossfit, you know, weightlifting, yoga. That's for the body. You have to find what you like and do it. Same with meditation. You have to find what kind of meditation you like and then do that. So uh, I suggest you do, you know, prayer, gratitude prayer, uh, affirmations. Nowadays, you know, you get to a certain app. There's a free app called Insight Timer. Insight Timer is a free app that gives you guided meditation. They uh, play certain sound to put your brainwave in high state. Sometimes people like to have a teacher. You know, sometimes people like to read books. But you have to find what kind of uh, mind training or meditation you want to do. Yeah. And then uh, once you find the one you like, then continue with that. Yeah. Right. Definitely. We took some classes on transcendental meditation before. Mm -hmm. And could you explain in very brief detail kind of what the process might be for someone who actually sits down and is closing their eyes, maybe controlling their thoughts a little bit, or maybe not so controlling, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, like I said, there's different type of meditation. Transcendental is, uh, is one form. Transcendental is a technique where you say a certain mantra uh, softly, you know, and gradually by focusing on one form, that one mantra, or whatever it is, uh, you actually could calm the mind down and exclude other thoughts from coming in. So that's one technique to calm the mind down. And once mind is calmer, more, more quiet, then that's when you're more in tune to get high insight, high consciousness. Yeah. And that's when the universe could really communicate with you. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like in a beta, noisy brainwave state, uh, your brain is too full. It's too active. There's nothing to get through. The universe speaks to you very quietly. It's got intuition. You mm-hmm. got you know, be quiet, relax and be more in tune and then you'll you know you basically will receive that signal or the information definitely so what is karma and how can someone get more better karma well for all those out there you know uh, that believe karma might not be true or might be true i just let you know that karma is a universal law like gravity it works whether you like it or not so if you don't believe in karma, I suggest that you actually pretend it's true and uh, practice that law. So this way, you probably have a better uh, life and uh, more uh, what you call favorite thing happening in your life. Essentially, karma is the basis, you know, uh, whatever you do, you get the reciprocal. So basically, the way it works is the universe gives human free will. That means you can do anything you want. But the catch is, whatever you do, you get a reciprocal. So let's say you do good deeds, then positive thing happen to you. If you do negative deeds or negative action, then negative happen to you. Yeah. All right. And karma basically, you know, uh, doesn't apply to this lifetime. It could apply to past lifetime. You know, hundreds, thousand lifetime you pass, or it could apply uh, to your parents. You know, your parents did a lot of negative stuff. You're gonna get some of that, or your group. 
or society, even a country. For example, you were in Germany uh, with the Nazi and you harmed up Jews, you can get some of that karma too. And, you know, uh, so the bottom line is uh, when karma come, when naked, happen, naked things happen in your life, potentially it could be karma. And when naked happen in your life, if you realize it's karma, then you would be best to accept it, what happened, and not get mad upset and put this more negative karma. So the best way to neutralize karma when it comes is ending hardship and negative half of your life, the quicker you accept it and say it should happen, then you could move through it and not cause money or negative karma. Yeah. Most people, when negative happens to them, they get upset, angry, and they may do, you know, uh, uh, a retribution or negative things, and that basically causes the karma cycle to continue. So that's one way to so-called uh, neutralize or dissolve your karma is through your action, meaning accept what happened to you and try to do positive things. Another way to dissolve karma is basically through deep meditation and spiritual practice. So the more you meditate, the more you do spiritual practice, that is not going to help. And sometimes you know, it will be good if you actually did negative things to other people is to make a, a makeup to them. You know, if you harm somebody, call them up and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, what I did was not right. I'll try to make up to you. Or you owe people money. You say, hey, you know, uh, I'm sorry I ripped you off, but kind of make up to you, maybe pay you a little bit here and there. So any kind of action you do to make up for your uh, so-called negative actions will be very helpful. Definitely. I totally agree. And how do you think someone can manifest good karma into their lives? Well, once again, um, the best way to put past karma is to live the spiritual life. Yeah. Once you're spiritual life, then you realize uh, that everybody, that you're one with everyone. And when you harm other people, it's like harming yourself. It's like your family. Okay. So the more you spiritual, live spiritual life, by definition, you basically express positive, loving, gratitude energy to the world. Mm-hmm. And that itself will bring you positive karma. Okay? Definitely. Having said that, you know, you're practicing positive life, you know, I mean, even your most spiritual person, negative still still happen to you, you know, mm-hmm. because if you're on this planet, you can have some karma repay, but also certain negative experiences uh, happen is to help you evolve. Uh, you know, it's just uh, how human evolve. Yeah. So, you know, I realize even you're spiritual, you're doing good, that no negative should happen to you, that's false. All right. Things still can happen to you, but, uh, but, you know, but then once you're spiritual, realize that it's not a bad thing. It's just a lesson the universe can help you to get even more involved. Definitely. So I want to ask you about this topic. I've been reading a lot about work and love and how these two aspects of life make someone have a rich and fuller life. Could you talk a little bit about that, about how work and love give someone a rich and full life? Well, basically in life, there's really basically five pillars in life that you really want to evolve or work on. Okay, The first pillar is... Uh, is work, you know, you want to work that basically that uh, that basically express your gift, your ability and use and help yourself and other people. And you feel satisfied doing that. The second pillar is money. Definitely, you know, uh, definitely who you are, you got bills to pay. But you want to make money in a positive way. You don't want to do it like, you know, scamming people, ripping people off, stuff like that. It has to be real honest kind of money. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, what we call happy money. The third thing is health. You know, if you're on this planet, you can have a human body. That's your vehicle. It's a gift from the universe. So you try to take care of the best you can. You know, so learn about your body, read about it, you know, take care of your body, feed your body correctly, maybe see a wellness doctor if you need help, you know, do the basic thing to give your body what it needs. 
the next thing is, uh, is relationship. Relationship with you know yourself, with your family, with your partner, wherever. And so basically, you know, uh, the best way to have a positive relationship is one is you gotta love yourself first, and you gotta feel that you are complete already. Because if you feel deprived or lack, then you cannot basically feels like the other person will fulfill you, and that's impossible. No person can fulfill you, and basically you're gonna set you up for suffering. So the more you love yourself the easiest to be in a relationship because you're not needing anyone else to fulfill that for you. Yeah. And the thing about relationships is whoever you're, uh, whoever you're in a relationship with, the best thing is to allow the person to be who they are. Uh, you don't have to change them or make them be this and that. The more you allow them to be who they are, the better it's going to be. Yeah. Right? And the fifth pillar is spiritual. Your spiritual just means that you realize you're not here, <clears throat> you know, just make money, live a comforting life, and, you know, and to make it and be number one, whatever. The purpose like Bill I here, you're here for a spiritual evolution. Yeah. And that your soul in its human form, and your goal is to find your gift, your ability, develop that, and use that to help yourself and the planet. Definitely. Right. And I feel like when you are living a spiritual life, it gives you a sense of purpose. When you're doing something that you feel like you know is true to yourself and your heart, it makes you, well, you know that you have a purpose and that you belong. And then also when you, when you pray to God and when you're meditating and you have sort of a sense of relationship with God, it gives you comfort to live your daily life in a way that is in flow and not so much stress. Right. Yeah. The more you connect to God, I mean, you connect to your inner self, the more fulfilled you are, Phil. Because God's always full, complete. And the more you can lift that, uh, you can feel that fulfillment and contentment in life. If you don't have, uh, if you're connected to God or your high power or universe, then you can feel empty. You can feel separated. And that's where most people is. And so yeah. when you feel empty, separated, what you want to do is go to the outer world and you find different things or objects or experience to feel that. Yeah. And that's a path many people go through. And unfortunately, if you know, that's not going to work. Uh, the lucky mm-hmm. ones are the one based after a while, figure out this is not it, and then they start going inner. We mentioned how gratitude is very powerful. Right. I think it's also very notable to mention how discontentment or uncontentment is very powerful as well. How gratitude is closer to love and life, and discontentment is closer to death. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, see, gratitude is one of the highest vibrations there is uh, on this planet. Uh, uh, you know, gratitude is something should be part of living your life. Gratitude should be something like, you know, when you get something, when something positive happened to you, or when you get that car, that partner, then you say, okay, thank you. You know, um, uh, that gratitude is not really sustaining because it's based on getting certain objects. Definitely. You know, then you get it. They might feel good, then after a short time, then you won't feel good. Gratitude just living, it's a part of your living knowing that that all you have, your body, your life, your possession, everything happened to you, it's not from you. It, there are gifts from the universe. The universe blessed me all these things every day to give this human existence. So yeah. by knowing that, uh, it's enough to help you feel gratitude every day that the universe blessed me all these things. Definitely. Right. And the more you give gratitude to the universe, the more the universe is going to help you. I think. So it should be part of your life. It should be something that you just do on occasions when you uh, get something 
that you want kind of thing. Yeah, right? definitely. I love that. I, I And I just want to emphasize the point about how when you are grateful and appreciative, more of that manifests to you into your life. More goodness manifests into your life because that's what you're focusing on. Right. So according to this uh, researcher, Dr. Yamoto, he's a guy that uh, you might know that take picture of water crystals and uh, he writes certain words that he put onto this water and depending on what words it is, you get different crystals. Some are pretty, some are not nice. So generally, the more positive the words, the more pretty the crystals. The more negative the words, sometimes you get horrible crystals or just no crystal at all. And it turns out that the two words that he found that give you the best, most beautiful crystals are love and gratitude. So it seems, according to this researcher, that love and gratitude are the highest vibration that human can live by on this planet. Definitely. That's great information to know. Right. Yeah, you guys might want to check out our book. Uh, it's called Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O. The book is called Messages from Water. And it has a lot of uh, really cool pictures. And it shows you that uh, energy, words, sound, picture, you know, has energy vibration to it. And, you know, since it's in a, in a picture form, I think it would be really good to uh, take a look at that. Definitely. 100%. Are there any other books that you would recommend to listeners? Well, there's a lot of books out there. You know, um, typically, you know, depending where you are on your spiritual path, you're going to get led to different books. So usually, you know, I get most of my book from Amazon just because, you know, it's great to do that now because we're in information age. I also suggest that, you know, um, what I did was I just tell the universe, you know, uh, ask the universe, the universe, please help me lead me to the right teacher, the right information, the right book that will help me. And then yeah. the universe is going to help you. Uh, in the meantime, you know, if you're just kind of starting out, I suggest book like uh, Deepak Chopra. He wrote a uh, book called Seven Spiritual Success. I think that's a really good one for beginners. Uh, if you're a little more advanced, you can read some kind of like you know, Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. That's a really good one. Or a listener could listen to uh, an author named Michael Singer. He wrote a book called The Untethered Soul. He also wrote a book on uh, the three universal law. Kind of like that. Yeah, so, those are great books. So these are great books, but ultimately, you know, the books that you get led to, the universe is going to help you with that. Okay. Yeah. So, but right now, you know, it's great because we're in information age, meaning any teacher you want to learn, you know, you get the book, the teaching YouTube, you can learn it. Uh, it's great. You know, if we were on this planet 100, 300 years ago, you want to get spiritual, you know, it's a little more difficult. You got to go find maybe a guru, a teacher spend your whole lifetime with them and maybe get some spiritual, uh, you know, information and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. now, you know, within a few weeks, you can learn uh, a certain teacher teaching. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, once you learn a person teaching, you know, that's their truth. You have to make it your truth. Okay, so don't take everybody teaching like the absolute truth. You have to test out yourself. See if it works for you. All right, so where we teaching, you learn, practice that, you know, for a few months, a year, and see if it's resonant or compatible with you. Then mm-hmm. you can say it's your truth. Just don't take anybody a truth and say, okay, that's it, kind of thing. You have to test that yourself. All right? Definitely. So, so this way you don't kind of like, you know, you know just jump into things and, uh, and take people to the truth because sometimes, you know, certain people that are spiritual, they may talk spiritual, but they're not really act spiritual. So, you know, so there are spiritual people that doesn't do really nice things too out there. I agree. So, Karina wants to know, what advice would you give to millennials? Yeah, the thing about millennials is you're the first generation that basically 
is in the uh, electronic gadget age. And so the issue is most millennials are kind of stuck into electronic virtual world, and that's not real world, right? And so basically it turns out, you know, uh, a lot of kids now spend like five, ten minutes outdoor a day versus seven hours in front of the screen a day, all right? And that mm-hmm. that's could be the reason why there's a lot of issues with the mental because you are disconnected from the planet. So for millennials, uh, I would recommend one is, is kind of set some limit on your screen time. You know, use what you need. You know, if you play games, half an hour, an hour a day max. If you do social media, half an hour, an hour max. And then spend that other time, you know, doing things like uh, like being in nature, do more play, you know, do other things besides being on the screen all the time. Definitely. You know? Yeah, one of the things that's really going to help me now is be, spend time more in nature. Okay, Because uh, nature or animals has the ability to heal humans. Kind of yeah. Thing. And so uh, for some reason, millennia basically has lots of contact with nature. So this could be first generation that play less and less contact with nature. If you're interested, you could go to a webpage called Mercola.com, M-E-R-C-O-L-A.com. He's a uh, doctor that gave up his practice 30 years ago to do a uh, newsletter uh, to give information how to heal themselves naturally. Uh, so I suggest you go to his webpage, give him your email, and get the free newsletter. And it'll give you free information every day about health. And if you have health issue or a different issue, type up that information, and he'll give you natural ways how to heal your body. Uh, but he, uh, but there's an article that came out a couple of weeks ago that called the benefit of play. The benefit of play. I highly recommend you all watch that. There's a documentary, and there's an article. It shows you how play is critical for human health, evolution, mental health, not for humans, for animals. Yeah. And that could be one reason why a lot of Young kids alone nowadays has a lot of issues with like you know depression, anxiety, mood disorder, and stuff like that. It's epidemic, and part of it because uh, this play that's very prevalent in past years, past generation, is almost gone in this present generation. Yeah, being in nature and with animals is surrounding ourselves with a lot of life energy. Right, and I believe that. We could also incorporate this into our homes by putting crystals around, starting maybe a garden around our house, and kind of incorporating life energy into that sense, surrounding ourselves with positive, pure love energy, which we can definitely find in nature, plants, animals, crystals, anything that really comes from the earth. Right. Yeah, you could always do a lot of tools to heal yourself. Yeah, uh, You know, I mean, it's already been shown that nature and animals can heal people, you know. But also, you know, you can also have different tools like, you know, um, crystals, uh, you know, spiritual stuff, sacred geometry, you know, all these have high vibration. Uh, I suggest that uh, you all, if you start a spiritual path or not, you might have a little altar or a little praying space in your home. Could be in your bedroom, could be perhaps a space, but just a small space. That where, you know, you could meditate every day, uh, you could pray every day, that's your spot, you know, uh, a spot where it's sacred, where you could basically connect with the universe. Mm-hmm. This spot, you could put, you know, different things, plants, crystals, pictures, spiritual objects, wherever that uh, you feel comfortable. And uh, if you meditate in certain spots every day, what happens is that area, that vibration will gradually become more powerful more powerful. So what it means is every time you meditate there, it will be easier for you to get into this high uh, vibrational meditative state uh, versus 
you know, if you were to meditate, you know, at any other place kind of thing. Definitely. Right? Yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, like how you go to like a, um, a church or uh, a spiritual sanctuary place, you know, uh, you have that, uh, that energy right there, the high vibration energy at that um, spiritual place. Well, you could create on your, your own home. Yeah. So this way, you know, it could be simple, you know, it could be just a few things. Uh, it doesn't have to be big, but, you know, uh, you could create that own spiritual energy in your own home. Yeah. And it'll be really good to do that. Definitely. That's great advice. So Andre wants to know, when are you going to write a book? Yeah, that's a good question. I probably have at least seven people that told me so far I should write a book. So it's meant to be. Uh, so since he asked that, I'll figure, we'll say within a year or two, I probably got rough draft pretty much done. I just got to like, refine it. So let's say within a year or two, um, that's my plan. That's exciting. Okay. That's great stuff. Masahiko wants to know, when was the moment when you clicked and realized that your life is full? Looking back, um, you know, like I say, I was, uh, the first three years of my life, I was pretty much a nice guy, but I was in the really deeply spiritual, you know, uh, I still was stuck in the ego conscious to some degree, you know, wanting more, you know, get more money, bigger house, you know, nice car and stuff like that. Uh, it's not until I got my divorce about 19 years ago. Uh, that's a suffering I needed to get spiritual. And once I started the spiritual path, it deepened and deepens. And so that's what happened yeah. for me. That's something that happened like instantaneously. It's basically once you realize that the, the path to happiness is not outer. It's not going to outer world and getting more or getting more objects and more experience. Once you realize that uh, the path to happiness, contentment, peace is inner, uh, then that's when things start happening. Definitely. Right? That's great. So, like I say, it's been like 20 years on this spiritual path, you know, it's never ending because even, you know, this knowledge, everything, that's the first part of it. The next part of it is you have to incorporate all these experience knowledge into your life and live a spiritual life. And that could go on indefinitely. So I'm still on a spiritual path, meaning I'm still trying to incorporate all these knowledge, all these spiritual uh, wisdom I learned and kind of like be, make it be part of my life. Definitely. And one big thing that I believe is very powerful in your case, especially, is since you have your practice, you're able to share this gifts and knowledge with a lot of other people. And I feel like that's probably one of the best gifts you could possibly give to someone. Right. Yeah. So in my practice, you know, uh, I try to help patients at different levels because you're not just a physical being. So you also have a mental dimension, emotional dimension and spiritual dimension. So uh, the more you can balance each dimension, the better. And so what I try to do is, you know, whatever patient's open to, then I help them with that. If they're not open to it, then, you know, um, you don't try to force on anybody kind of thing. Definitely. Okay? Uh, just kind of rate, you know, the physical is pretty easy. Physical is the body. It's like a car. You give the body what it needs, you know. Feed your body healthy, water, sleep, supplement, vitamins, uh, you know, exercise, you know, things that help your body. Pretty simple, you know. The next thing is the mind. The best mind is a quiet, peaceful mind. So the best way to calm the mind down, once again, is through meditation, whatever form you want. The second way to calm the mind down quickly is accepting to what is, or an inner acceptance of what is. What it means is, whatever happened in your life, whether you like it or not like it, whether you approve it or not, the quicker you say, yes, it should happen, then the quieter the mind gets. By saying yes doesn't mean you approve of it, you say that for some reason, this event should happen because that's what happened. Whatever happened or come to existence is meant to be because that's what it is. 
If it's not meant to happen in this manner, it happens in some other manner. So the quicker you say this should happen, you realize you're going to see the mind get quiet pretty quickly. And once you say that, the next thing you say to yourself is, what can I do to make this better? What can I do to make this better? Then you do what you can. If you can't do anything because you already accepted it, you can move forward. If you haven't accepted then you're still stuck in it. And the last thing you want to say to yourself is, uh, what can I learn from this? You know, what's the Lord trying to teach me? Because you don't want to go through a negative experience or hard experience and not learn anything from it. There's always a lesson in everything. Uh, Definitely. You might get it right away, or you might get it you know, a week, a month, a year, five years, and you say, oh, yeah, because that happened. This made me you know, this kind of person. All right? So, so basically, that's how you quiet the mind down is meditation, accept what is. The next thing is emotion. You know, as, if you're human, you have all emotion. Happiness, fear, anger, depression, that's all emotion. <clears throat> and emotion is fine, uh, but the thing is, it shouldn't stay within your body. It should move. And so yes. mm-hmm. it's like a thunderstorm. It's nice to have it, but it shouldn't be there forever. So if you're angry, upset, it's, you know, that's part of emotion, but it shouldn't be in your body forever. So one of the best things I know, I uh, learned to help you release emotion or trap energy from your body is called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. It's been done for 30 years. It's a tapping, uh, acupuncture, uh, energy form, also psychological technique that help you release negative energy from your body permanently. So it's pretty easy. You go to YouTube or go to, you know, wherever and punch up EFT for, you know, stress, for anxiety, for weight loss, for anger, and just be somebody there that could demonstrate for you. Yeah. Um, if you go on YouTube, there's a guy named Brad Yates, Y-A-T-E-S. He's mm-hmm. one of the pioneers with this tapping, and he's on all over YouTube. So you might check him out. Okay. But that's the quickest way to get motion out of your body. Definitely. Okay. Um, and the last thing is spiritual. We talked about that. You know, you just realize you're here for a purpose to evolve and use your skill to help people. The purpose of life is not to, you know, go out there and get more and be number one and accumulate all that stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. So is there any final message that you would like to share with listeners? Um, well, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, sometimes you go on this uh, life and, you know, this physical life, it seems sometimes, you know, really di- difficult, you know, a lot of hardship, and you wonder what's, you know, what's going on, stuff like that, could be a lot of confusion. But, but you realize that, you know, all of us here, all human beings, we're an expression of the universe. And you have to realize that the universe has your back. I Meaning the universe is always there to help, support, and guide you, no matter what. All right? So, so what we're experiencing going to is realize there's a, per- there's a high person for it. It's there to help you to evolve. And if you ask for the universe help, the universe will help you and guide you. Definitely. Okay. Thank you so much, Dad. Okay. I really appreciate you taking the time to come onto the show and bring value. Shout out to Masahiko, Karina, and Andre for submitting your questions. I hope that you loved the answers. I'm Kaylin, and I post blogs every Monday, podcasts every first and third Fridays of the month. I have a membership coming up very soon. The launch date is March 15th. If you would like to be a founding member, then you'll get a huge discount. And you can visit DearLovelyUniverse.com to read all of the blogs and podcasts and other really cool, exciting stuff. So have a wonderful rest of your day, and thank you for tuning in. All right, thanks. All right, talk to you guys soon.